Welcome to And Justice for All, the official podcast of Roosevelt University, exploring the relationship between education and justice and the transformative power of inclusive education. Hosted by Roosevelt University President Ali Malekzadeh. Alexandra Mizajuska wanted to find a career mentor before she even graduated from Roosevelt University. She joined a professional mentoring program to figure out how she could help service members cope with stress and trauma as a full-time job. Through the program, Alexandra met alum Alexa Brainen, clinical supervisor at Chicago Behavioral Hospital. In this episode, the two share how they have helped each other grow and what they have accomplished in the few months since they have met. Please enjoy. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Jessica Mueller. I'm the Associate Director of Alumni Engagement and the Program Manager of the Professional Mentoring Program at Roosevelt University. That's what we'll be talking about today, so thank you for joining us. A little bit about the Professional Mentoring Program. It's an opportunity for students to be matched with professional mentors, alumni, and friends of the university who have been working in their fields for five years or more. Many of the mentors have a vast knowledge uh, are leaders in their community and active volunteers beyond this program at Roosevelt. The goal when matching is to look at the whole person and their experiences, goals, and provide a personalized and customized experience and mentorship for them to build on and use as a tool for success while at Roosevelt and beyond. Together, mentors may be working on establishing goals for professional growth, expanding career-based knowledge and awareness of professional opportunities, they may network together, review skills and knowledge and abilities to follow a certain path, maybe set up for job shadowing or informational interviews. So today we have as our guests, Alexa and Alexandra, one of our mentoring matches, and we very much appreciate you being here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. So I just want to start by having you all tell us a little bit about yourselves, and then we'll go from there. Okay, Alex, you want to go first? So my name is Alexandra. I graduated Roosevelt this past December. My degree is in psych with a concentration in forensics and a minor in sociology. In the future, I do want to work with service members. So basically what I want to do is decrease the risk of suicide and PTSD amongst those service members. I don't know. I have a dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Thanks for sharing a little bit about yourself. And we'll get more into the details of how you're going to, uh, how you worked with Alexa on, on those goals. Alexa, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Illinois. I graduated from Roosevelt as well. And then I got my master's at Adler University. And I'm currently a clinical supervisor at a psychiatric hospital. My specialties are in domestic violence, sexual assault, trauma, um, and adolescent and youth behaviors. Maybe those are like a lot of specialties. Um, I am also a dog mom. He's my life. I love pit bulls. Um, So I'm a big advocate for them on the side. And yeah, I think that's 
Good. Spend a lot of time, family, friends, outside, and I'm loving this weather. And yeah, it's it's really that's all I got. Yeah, I kind of wish the weather would make up its mind. Yeah, same. <laughs> so thanks for that uh, overview of uh, what you're up to since graduating. So why did you get involved with the professional mentoring program and become a mentee and mentor? Lexa, maybe we'll start with you. What, what brought you to becoming a mentor? Yeah, so when I got the email, I really, I was intrigued because I I didn't, I'm going to be honest, I, I didn't know, I had shared this with uh, Jessica Pryor, didn't know this program existed when I was a student at Roosevelt. But I also wasn't a traditional student. I transferred. I never lived on campus. I didn't know I was going to study psych right away. Oh, I should have said that I have my, my bachelor's in psych and then a master's in counseling. So I, I really just remember, I can tell you to the day and the time where I was when someone was like, so what's next? Like, how are you going to become a therapist? And I had no idea there were so many more steps involved. And so in this program, when I got this email, I just thought, oh, if I can be that for someone else, everything I would have needed, especially in that last year or two years, I'll do it. I'll do it because now being on the other side and being a supervisor and watching new clinicians enter the field, it helps so much, I think, to have someone in your corner who's not your boss, who's not your supervisor, who's not your teacher, but you can talk to and I don't know, Alex can attest, but we've built a friendship, but she looks to me almost, I think, like like this older cousin, like, how do I do this and what do I do? And she doesn't have to worry about saying the wrong thing or looking bad because I'm not grading her. I'm not hiring her. I'm not, I'm not doing any of those things. And I think in that, I mean, I'm excited for you to hear how far she's come just in the last couple months. Great. Thanks for joining us as a mentor. It's been great having you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Alex, what what made you join the program? Or what uh, what did you see? How did you find out about it? What was the value proposition there? So obviously, like Roosevelt sends out their mass emails um, about the mentoring program. And when I saw it, I was like, yes, I definitely need this. My parents came from Poland. I am the first uh, student uh, in college. I am the first generation college student. My parents didn't go to college. Uh, my parents, like I said, they're straight from Poland. So nobody could kind of guide me in the college process. And definitely nobody could guide me in the psych process and choosing where to go after, what to do with my major. There was just little to no guidance. So I kind of had to look elsewhere and seeing what to do and how to do it. And I knew, I know where I want to end up. I just don't know how to get there. And that's where Alexa came in. And honestly, I couldn't be any more grateful than I am for her. Like she's the best human being that's ever walked this planet. Um, <laughs> and she's right. She is like the best person ever, the best older cousin in a way. <laughs> she has so much good advice. There is not a moment that I hesitate. If there's a problem, I can definitely come to her. She has provided so much good advice. I can talk to her about anything like, hey, I don't know how to do this. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Blah, word vomit. Like I, there's just so much going on. And she goes, okay, let's take this day by day. You don't have to do it this way. Think about the other options because there's more than one route to get to where you're going. Just think about it that way. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, I never thought about it in this way. And she's like, yeah, look, there's there's more than one option. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I too agree that through mentorship, right, it's a, 
way to navigate some of those tough moments when you're feeling overwhelmed or you have a lot coming at you and you don't know how to like parse it out. And it's great that you guys are having conversations to, you know, troubleshoot all of that together. So how have you helped one another? Like you talked a little bit about this, but like with personal and professional development. So I kind of want to go first on this one. Sure. <laughs> okay. I knew that was coming. You go. You go, girl. <laughs> I want to go first on this one. So I had a whole plan to go to grad school right after um, <laughs> getting my bachelor's. And I wanted to go get my PsyD. However, with COVID making life difficult, that didn't happen. And I went into a whole little whirlwind of like, now what? I don't know what to do. I didn't think of a plan B and I didn't get a whole backup plan because nobody really stopped me and was like, hold on, hold on. What? Like there's a whole world pandemic. You didn't like this one. You did. You need to think it through a little bit more. So when I started working with Alexa, she goes, okay, let's take it day by day and let's work through it. So now with my bachelor's, I'm working at a psychiatric hospital as an ANR technician, thanks to her. So that's like such an exciting job. And I honestly love it because now when I do go to grad school next year, I have a whole massive experience that I did not have before. So when I do go to grad school, I can take that experience with me. And I'm like, okay, now teach me real life application and put it into that. So kind of had you had this moment to shift your plan there and um, look at what would be beneficial in the moment, you know, with this incredible thing going on this pandemic, right? But also utilizing this moment to you know, upscale, right? And, and get some more training so that when you do go into graduate school, um, you have that under your belt. Alexa, how, how have you felt like you've helped, uh, Alexander's helped you with personal and professional development? You know, it's interesting. I am not saying I'm like old, but I, you know, I graduated from college a long time ago and my path to where I was going was really different. Um, I always knew I wanted to help, but I think some of the things I shared with Alex are, you know, you can think this right now, but it's going to change 10 times. I was pretty sure I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I walked out of Roosevelt and went into Adler and I would don't do any of those things. So I, I think I just, it was like unloading all this information. Like you, you don't know until you've done it and I didn't have anyone to tell me. So let me tell you, there's 30 ways that this plan can happen, but your direct path that it didn't work. Like that's not it. I have a very different approach than Alex does to things. So I think there have been times where we've butt heads or I, as the mentor have said, okay, I, I absolutely need you to like take a deep breath and, and try to then again, hear what I'm about to say. And unfortunately for Alex, because I am a therapist, sometimes it comes out like I can't help it. And I'm just sort of like, you know, okay, now we're going to take a step back. We have to take a deep breath. We looked a lot at outside parts to her goal. So I think that in that it helped me, right? Like there would be days where I would be really stressed and I still wanted to meet with her and I have to be my best self. And in that, I think she learned too, like, oh, when you work with someone who's in administration at a hospital, it's, it's not a walk in the park. Like this field is not a walk in a park. You don't work a nine to five job. You don't work when you want to. And when you don't, there are days where I, you know, I text Alex and be like, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm already back at the hospital. I haven't, I haven't even left yet. Or I'm on the phone with this, like, 
you know, so I think in that we both learn different flexibility because she also has things going on and I wanted to uphold my part of this for her, but I would say that watching her grow and, and learning how to help someone like, I hope we never have another pandemic, but if we do, I learned with Alex, how much, how different her experience has been. You know, I went to, when I was at Roosevelt, I came out with three different internships that I had already completed. That was huge for me getting into grad school. Huge. She didn't get that opportunity. Um, so what does that look like? And, and, you know, I, what does it look like when you don't have a chance to have experience because that's what they want going into school? They don't expect you to be this amazing counselor. They don't expect you to actually know what to do at all. But have you worked with other populations? Have you given your time? Do you really know what you're getting into? That's now being on the other side of it. I mean, that's what they look for and how to help someone who's, it's not that she was like, she didn't want to. She told me she applied, you know, it, the doors were closed. No one, I mean, this whole last year, we, we did not, you know, no one went anywhere. And so trying to figure out how to best assist her in hardship. And I think in that knowing now, even if it's not a global pandemic, but maybe it's lack of transportation or distance or understanding or time, what are some other avenues to take to help someone get what they need to then move forward? I would say that's, that's a lot of what we learned. Yeah, that's great. I mean, this this moment in time has been a pivot for so many operations and experiences. And so I think this has been a wonderful time for mentorship to be a part of someone's life because, you know, as we continue on our in our lives, right, post-grad, often we are pivoting constantly, right? Whenever mm-hmm. something new is coming at you, you have a new milestone in your life. So I think it's wonderful that you were able to impart some of that navigation, right? And and say like everything's going to be okay. Let's 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 just optimize what we can do at the moment and pivot and still get you some experience. Alexander, what what is that what is an AIR technician or what the title you said? <laughs> so basically, I also work in a psychiatric hospital and what I do is I take on referrals. So it's an administrative and referral technician. So what I do is I take on referrals from hospitals. I write all the information down. We run their insurance. We take them in to our hospital and I fill out consents with them when they need to stay in. I'm the first person who the individual sees, who the patient sees when they walk into the hospital. So sometimes if they need food, if they need water, if they have any questions, like very general questions that they have, I can answer those. I'm sometimes the person they see before they see our clinician. And I'm also the person they see after they see our clinician. So it's a very interesting job. You meet a lot of interesting people and no two days are the same. And like Alexa said, it's not a typical nine to five job. If you get caught up with someone coming in in the last minute, you're staying. You're staying. There's no way you're leaving that person who needs you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so much like, you know, this program has, you know, provided for you, like you were providing that for, you know, the clients that are coming in, right? Is like you're helping them navigate a, a moment in time that that needs some needs some help, right? Needs they need a friendly face and someone to help. So what have you found to be like the most beneficial part of this journey? Um, mentorship, you know, is not offered at every university. So how do you feel like this has been beneficial for you while in school? Personally, I don't know how I would have managed without Alexa. <laughs> If I'm being completely honest, she has taught me so much personally and professionally. 
there are so many times where it's just like I've come to her with personal things that she's kind of helped me navigate and kind of like, hey, let's work through this. And she's taken her clinical and put that to use with me as well, even though she didn't have to. She didn't have to take that time of day and be like, hey, listen, let's work through it. And we can take five seconds and figure this out this way. So mentorship is with her specifically and in general is just a good way to guide yourself if you need that guidance and if you want that guidance. It helps you navigate the tough waters that you have never been through. It helps you answer the questions that you have but are too afraid to ask. Yeah, I, I think so much with with Alex was just this combination of, you know, she, she's on her own journey. She's a very independent person. And some of that, it, it impedes her professionalism. We've talked about that. I was like, whoa, if you, it's cool that you said that to me, but I'm telling you, if you say that to someone in an interview, you're out. And I know that that's not what you mean, but let me tell you from my, like, and, and I think so much of that benefit her obviously. So she's working at one of my sister facilities and I didn't get her that job. All I simply did was call a colleague of mine and say, Hey, I have this girl who I, I would, I would like you to take a look at. She has no experience, none, zero. So just all all I ask is you just interview her. And I got feedback about how great and brilliant she was in the interview and how eager she was to learn. And that to me was like the best feedback I could have got because when I first met Alex, same girl, still eager to learn, totally different approach, very one-tracked. I wasn't going to tell her what to do, how to do it, or how to get there. And I finally said to her, I said, if you know, you don't need me. And she was like, you're right, I don't know. <laughs> like, All right, let's-. And, and so together we figured out how to help. And I think that if this program has the potential to bring one thing, it's just that I'm not that much older, but the difference between when I was going to school and now, night and day. The difference between what I learned and what she learned, I, you know, ironically, Alex and I are just both first generation college students in our family. We both have families that come from another country and the difference is in the approach, right? So, so much of what I learned is from that, is that when you come here and you have to work so hard and you, and all you get is, you know, they didn't have any connections at first when my family came here either. So all you could do is put your best foot forward. And I think it just take, took me bringing Alex a little back to her best self. And now she's, I mean, she's flying, she's killing it. There's nothing more exciting than when I'm sitting at my desk, at my job, at my hospital, and her name comes up on my email because she's doing it. She is working. She is an active participant in this community and in this field that is so, so important. And I just, every day, I'm like so proud. That's wonderful to hear that. It's so cool. I'm like, she did it. She's, she's come full circle. She's working. She doesn't even have a master's and she's doing it because that's really, that's what she wanted. And so we were going to figure out how to do it. I told her, I was like, I'm not a hundred percent sure how, but we're going to figure it out. And we did it. That's it took quite some time, but we did it. Yeah. I think one of the main points that Alexa did hit on was, uh, if you know, you don't need me. And I'm like, Ooh, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> Because it's like, I know this, I know this, I know this, but there's still so much that you don't know and that you have left to learn. And you don't realize how much you have left to learn until you're actually being told by somebody else or like you're sitting somewhere and somebody else is telling you like, listen, honey, no, there's so much 
more to what you think you know. Like you have so much left to learn. There's so many other perspectives that you haven't even touched on. So it's, you don't know. You have a taste for it, but you don't know everything. Right, which is a wonderful aspect of the mentoring program, right? It's because you're taking in all this book knowledge and didactic learning while in the classroom, but until you're able to actually apply it with with clientele in in a, a workplace setting with other colleagues and providers, et cetera, right? Like then it all, there's another, there's all these other layers, right? That you haven't really been able to practice. So that's great that you've been able to share that along the way earlier than when it may be a mark against you professionally, right? So now you get to kind of explore that without the the mark, right? Being put against your record. So that's great. Now you mentioned in your bio, right? You want to work with service members and in, in part when they, you know, first come out or early on so that preferably they don't have to suffer through PTSD. Tell me a little bit more about that and like how you plan to get there. Maybe why you're called to that. So originally I wanted to work in juvenile detention centers and in prisons simply because I just like working with kids. And then my best friend passed away due to suicide and he served in the military. So after like being around the military and because of him and things like that, I saw just how big of a problem it actually is. But again, with working with Alexa and things like that, it's not a straight pathway. There's a bunch of curves and twists and bumps in the road from just getting to where I want to go. But yeah, that's mainly why I want to work with the military and why that specific career path and why I want to decrease the risk of suicide and PTSD amongst the service members. I think it's a huge problem that someone needs to do something with and I want to be that person to even start that change. Even if I can't make that change, I want to make the conversation happen. I want to make that change happen, like start that process even just a little bit. Um, (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to do it just yet. There's a lot of curves, twists and bumps in the road, but we're going to get there somehow. Well, I think Alex, and again, this is right. So, uh, you know, she had been so set on going and getting her side and like, that was it. Someone told her somewhere in her schooling, like, this is the path and there is no alternative. And I was like, sister, you can go get a master's in counseling and you're, you're already on that path. So I think the conversation or watching her go through that and talking about being that really, you know, now you're, you were a big fish in a small pond and now you're a small fish in a big pond um, in a pool of people applying for PhD in grad school. Uh, I think she learned like that experience is key. She got interviews and she did well. She did it the best she could starting off. And so we looked at the outcome of those and said, okay, this isn't really going to lead you to what you want. Here are all the other pathways that you can take. And, and unfortunately due to timing, there's just this weird gap now in between, but she can get there. However, she wants to get there. I think it is hard being in school, like you just said, Jessica, and you get all this book knowledge and, and then you have certain people who have done things a certain way. No problem. We, we all do things a certain way, but there are other avenues to achieving your goals. And I don't think that conversation happens as often, especially in big classrooms, lots of students, you know, and, and the truth is, as I say to Alex all the time, it's, it's going to change. I don't think her 
her goal of wanting to work in the service is going to change, but the path is going to change. The way she wants to come at it's going to change. And and in that, she's going to land right where she's supposed to be. Wholeheartedly believe that. And thank you for sharing that story. I'm sorry to hear about your friend. You know, I too have my husband's a disabled veteran. And, you know, we often will talk about these topics and have friends who are suffering. So thank you for taking that up as a cause and, you know, um, as a career, because there is a lot of people suffering out there and they need your help. So thank you for, for that. And yeah, um, however you get there, you will get there. Even if it's, you know, volunteering at this point for, you know, associations and organizations that, that that's their mission. So what, what do you wish prospective mentors and mentees knew about this program? You know, it's interesting because I, so I've had, I had three mentees at one time. And I think that what I've learned or what I would hope future students know is it really is a two-way commitment. So Alex and I kept each other accountable. I would check in, she would check in. If I had to cancel or she had to cancel, like we, that's where we kept it like a professional courtesy. If I knew, I mean, life happens, but you know, she had something come up, she would text me an hour before. So I think there's that piece, but but if a week went by, she would check in, hey, just want to see what's going on. When are we going to meet next? You know, and, and vice versa. So I think that I would hope that students who want to, to do this also understand that the, the mentor really is someone who's like out working in the field or doing whatever they're doing. So so they're committing to this because they want to help you succeed, but you have to then hold yourself accountable on the other end. I think that's where I've learned that piece that I think, be, especially with COVID not being able to meet in person and, you know, Alex and I just met in person after she graduated, I took her out to lunch and that was the first time we had been able to meet, I think made it really hard to commit and not miss a phone call because I would try to schedule all of them kind of at the same time sort of back to back. And, and at some point it just starts to sort of fall apart because it's hard to keep track of scheduled phone calls or zoom, you know, it, it, it is hard. So I think there has to be that commitment. And Alex was just so committed to her goal. And she thought I was, a, you know, she feels I'm a part of that. And so she was really committed. I would say the other thing I, I hope perspective, both mentee and mentors know is I said this to all of the girls at first, I think, you know, I'm not their therapist. I'm, I'm their friend who's just here to help, but not everybody clicks. So I heard actually from all three of them, diff well, two of the three of them, different stories about having someone prior to me. Um, and maybe that just like wasn't a good fit. And that's okay. I think we, we live in this weird culture and society of like not wanting to say that someone doesn't click with you or not saying like, this isn't working for me. If it's not working, it's not serving its purpose. And that's where Jessica comes in and she can then say, okay, you know, let's like rework mm -hmm. this pool of people because I know Alex shared with me, you know, she's like, I've been trying and like, this isn't working. And I was like, okay, well, let's like figure out why it's not working or like what I can do to make it work. And I think in that conversation itself helped us open up this whole dialogue about like, what does she need from me? And then how, if I'm capable of doing that. So I think just not being afraid to utilize Jessica as a resource of saying, Hey, like, I really do want to do this. This, this isn't working for me, or this is really working for me. Can, you know, I think is a key because I, I, again, didn't have this experience in college, but I would have loved it. 
because navigating it how I did, my parents are amazing and they're so supportive. And I'll never forget standing on the corner of State Street and Monroe and being like, mom, I think I have to go to grad school. She was like, oh, okay. Um, what do we do now? And I was like, I'm not really sure. Like I have to figure it out. So if I can eliminate that for someone, great. But it's, you know, not everybody gets along. That's okay. So I think that is my biggest piece because I, maybe that's the therapist in me who's like, it's okay if this isn't working out, tell me, we'll find something else. We'll figure, mm -hmm. we'll, something will work. Don't be afraid to say it's not working. Am I, Alex, am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. Like I know my parents are absolutely grateful for you because they're like, I couldn't help you with the way that she's helping you right now. Like they're totally grateful for you. But back to your question. Yeah, Alexa nailed it on the head. If it's not working, you need to speak up. I had a previous mentor and it just didn't work. She did not click. It, her and I just didn't click. And I think that's what you need to know when you're getting into a program like this is that communication is key. Uh, you need to be able to communicate with both your mentor and the supervisor of the program. Just know what you need and know what your goals are, even if you don't exactly know what those goals are, if that makes sense. Know what you're trying to achieve and know like that person is there to help you achieve those goals and not bring you down. Yes, exactly. I mean, we, we hope that all of the mentees who join will have some type of you know, framework or at least some type of goals or outcomes that they're looking for that they can communicate to their mentors. So it sounds like you all were able to accomplish that part and work towards those goals for the time you were together. And I think what's the best outcome of this is that now you're a part of each other's networks indefinitely, right? As you're working not only in the same area and the same company or sister company to, um, to Alexa, but that you guys will stay in touch and continue to grow this relationship as now professionals. And it sounds like it's going to be a good thing. I laugh because she literally texted me like right before she graduated. She's like, wait, I can still call you, right? I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, like, I don't like turn off because like you're graduating. I said, I, I committed to helping you and, and now I'm like a part of your life. Yeah. But I'll never forget that she did. She texted me. She's like, wait, I can still call you. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, that's wonderful. Like, I, I'm not just going to like change my phone number. <laughs> I'm um, going to ghost you all of a sudden. <laughs> like, you can call me, you know, and I obviously didn't know that, you know, she would end up being in, in, in my closer network. But yeah, I, I do. And again, that's not for everybody. And I'm not saying that's what should be expected out of every like mentor mentee relationship. I just think that it is a commitment on both ends. So if you find the right set of help, even, even one of my other girls, you know, I think really what it came down to is just providing that support that like that person will get through school and it's going to be okay. And there are also alternative options to getting places. And then, and maybe that's, that was all that that person needed and that's fine. Like, right. So that I think just meeting the needs of, of that person and then just respecting that the, the mentor is, also on the other side of things now and like, you know, life job, you know, all things is like the key. But yeah, I just laughed when he said that because she literally texted me and she's like, I can still call you. Right. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yes. And for us, that's the ultimate win is that now you all have continued support after, after schoolwork is over. And mm -hmm. this is part of your, your network now for, for life. So what's next for each of you? 
Well, I'm going to sit for one more exam to get another license, to up my license. I'd ultimately like to become a director of programming at one of my hospitals. What's next? I think professionally, that's really it. Personally, maybe another pit bull. Um, <laughs> my boyfriend would not like that if you he could hear me say that. So when he's <laughs> listening to this, sorry. Um, I think... I think definitely, and, and again, I would absolutely happily stay a part of this program and take on another mentee because I think that it's been such a good experience and I've learned so much working with Alex that now even if I were to take on someone who's totally different and totally had different sets of goals, still somewhere related to psych, we could figure it out. And I, I feel more confident now that I could help someone figure it out. And I liked it. I looked forward to it. I I loved school. So um, bringing my two, and I love what I do. I truly love what I do. I share with Alex from the beginning that, you know, it's not always easy. It's actually never easy, but you will feel good every day. It's hard. It's a lot of work. It's definitely not for everybody, but if once, once, and if you find your niche every day is a gift and you, you do, you feel so you do it and you just do this really great work and you see these really great things happen to people who, who genuinely need help. And so I think to now just like kind of continue that cycle, that's exciting for me as a professional, personally, all the things to help grow future clinicians. I love it. Great. So exciting. And best wishes to you. And, um, and I'll, I enjoy working with you in the program and that we continue to work together with the next cohort of, of mentees. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Alex, what's, what's next for you? Uh, so definitely some sort of grad school, whether it's a PhD program or a master's program. We have yet to figure that out with Alexa, but definitely future schooling, definitely, definitely licensing, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Great. Well, I'm glad that you experienced a really positive mentorship experience and that, like we were just talking about, that you all will stay connected in the future here. So I think that's a, that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us today for hearing more about the professional mentoring program with Alexandra and Alexa, who served in the program last year. And we are very excited to see where life takes you both in the future. So thank you so much. Thank you. And Justice for All is produced by Roosevelt University and is available at roosevelt.edu or anywhere you get your podcasts. The music for And Justice for All is written and produced by Jesse Case. Thanks for listening.